BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have your two stunning, handsome, beautiful, genius, world-renowned, creative, incredible, rising from the ashes like a Phoenix podcast hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful night for a podcast. I didn't know we would been reduced to asses ashes asses asses <laughs> reduced to asses I, I did know we had been reduced to asses that's <laughs> well that's fair we got asses as good as ours yeah mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm up here mm-hmm. hello it feels uh, like it's been 48 hours since i've seen you is what it feels like it, it has it has been so long and yet not so long it was delightful but also too short you know what I wish I had in my hand right now? The keys to a house in my neighborhood. Well, that too. Uh, I was going to say some brownies and some more of that swirl ice cream. I wish I, I yeah, was the only one that good. had any of that ice cream. Don't worry. I've had a lot of it since you've left. <laughs> <laughs> when we got home, I realized that we had a, a gigantic gallon jug of um, vanilla ice cream in our house in our deep freeze as well. So I, I'm going to have some of that tonight. Yeah, I was going to make some ice cream and cake before this, and then I time got away from me. I was doing laundry, stupid laundry. Yeah, well, but also you got the, the cute little bibs over there to take care of. So I do. They're both asleep, and it's a miracle. It's actually Incredible. a pretty easy bedtime tonight, which we love to see. Well, there's no hoopla in the house anymore. Well, there's kind of always a hoopla, but there's no like extra fun hoopla. <laughs> right, right. Anyways, it is so good to see you. Also, this is a weird we're I'm sure that we are bound to go off the rails at some point in this episode because we had some technical difficulties before starting this one and we're starting a little bit late, so we haven't even caught up with each other. So no, and we're both very sleepy. <laughs> yes. I worked until 10 p.m. last night, drove an hour home, and then I was up at 5:30 this morning to make it to work by 7 a.m. today. Disgusting. So I am V tired. Bennett also woke up at 545 this morning, so I'm right there with you. Woof. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. So fun. Before we jump in to start this episode, 
Everyone, take a moment. Take a second. Take a hot, stanky second. Click that like, subscribe, follow, follow button on wherever you listen. Whether it's iTunes, where you're currently typing up a review for us, or it's Spotify, where you're hitting that five-star button. It takes literally two seconds. It's right at the top. Uh, wherever you're listening, wherever you're doing that, hit that button. Make sure to go to Instagram and follow us at Gray's Academy Pod. Write an email to Kelsey at graysacademypod at gmail.com. Follow me at carmen.gabriel.official. Follow Kelsey at Kelsey. And uh, make sure you do all those things because this is going to be a wild ride of an episode. This is a good episode. This is a good episode. And if you really think this episode is extra great, and if you really loved last week's special episode, check out our Patreon for more exclusive bonus content available. Was it last week? Was last week our 100th episode? I'm already yeah. forgetting. Yeah, last week was the 100th and private practice. So did our dear friend Allison message you on Instagram? So. so she messaged me. Um, go back and watch and listen to the last episode, the 100th episode, because she, we shared the name of her, of her cat live on air. Oh, yeah. We're not going to spoil the surprise. <laughs> but she messaged me and is like, I'm glad there's no judgment for my cat's uh, middle name uh, because all of, her, all of her pets have human names. And okay. she but said that, that she was... No, no, we love that. And also, I came around on it. Remember, I think I literally said uh, I made the name Eric, and I said, "Come here, Eric." Stop Eric, sit. shitting in the house, Eric. Stop shitting in the house. Oh, <laughs> uh, clean up your own messes, Eric. Uh, anyways, so she said that she was on a plane, and uh, the cat on the plane behind her with this with this passenger was named Mushroom Gravy. Okay, that's, that's a hilarious. real fucking name. That's a real fucking pet name right there. I love it. Anyways. I do love it. So, shout out to our dear friend, Allison, and uh, Mushroom Gravy. I did tell, I said, Allison, you better tell that person to like the podcast because they're going to get a shout out with you. And here we are. Here so with we that, are. I feel like there was someone else that I needed to shout out this week, but actually I can't we remember. have two Patreons we need to shout out. So thank <gasps> you so much for bringing that up. I'm glad I could help. Um, shout out Katya. Katya, shout out Patreon. the um, incredible world class artiste. So long. Um, and also Kelly, my one and my only, my true love, my Gilly, also joined <gasps> us on Patreon. What? I you know. didn't send me that screenshot. I was this a surprise? I wanted it to be a surprise for you oh. on air. Oh my gosh. I yes. love her literally so much. Also, literally are same. we do we have permission to shout out her small shop? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Let's do it. What what's what is it? Do you know off the top of your head? Um yes, it's um the cross stitch bitch KL. Because she does a lot of cross stitches and she does custom. She made one for Scarlett's like birth that has Scarlett's full name and like her date of birth and her weight and length. And then she did all these really pretty florals on it. But she also does, she can do like pictures. Like she's done um, custom cross stitches of people's pets. Yeah, this like is intense. I'm looking it's at really crazy cool. I don't know how she does it. It's amazing. Um, she has a bunch in her NFL shop. Got some NFL logos on yeah, there. Yeah, she does That's all the sweet. NFL logos and like different states. Um, but then she'll also do custom stuff as well. So like pictures and any like custom requests. So, um, yes, yeah. check it out. She's so on the is, Etsy. 
That is uh, cross underscore stitch underscore bitch underscore KL. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, yeah, she's on the she's on the Etsy. Yeah, definitely um, go check well. her out. But yeah, um, it's wow. a good. It's definitely was... a good gift for, um, like weddings or like birth announcement type, like baby shower gifts. Because they're just little, yeah. they're like decor things, but they're personalized. So, that's but, my opinion. Podcast yawn. Yeah, that was a very pleasant surprise. I'm so glad that, yeah. oh, I'm glad you didn't tell me. This was a live, this was a live response. Kelly, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> Truly an angel. Okay. So, now. Here's the earth. Here's the earth. Um, yeah, did we have anything else? I don't think we had anything else. Before we get into yeah i don't i don't think so good, it's good. been really it's been really great all of the people uh, so also what i'm just gonna say right now is if you want to shout out just reach out to us on instagram like we're we're it's pretty we're, we're kind of pushovers so we love <laughs> we love our friends <laughs> like very true you know like we just love all of our friends um uh, i feel like it, it was at jade jade we wanted a shout out it's been a while since i couldn't it's remember it's been a while it's been a while um anyways that's all i got yeah uh there is there is another one. Oh, crystal i wanted to shout out crystal so she found us and i was messaging her uh we talked about it and she's oh. just the best we're also gonna um we'll go ahead and do this we mentioned this wait a couple yes weeks crystal ago. and jade jade told crystal about the podcast that's why yes. i knew it was all connected jade <sighs> shout out for sharing the podcast with crystal I'm pointing at the camera as if we're recording. We're not recording the video. I just look like an a-hole right now pointing at Kelsey. Jade, thanks for getting Crystal on board. Crystal, thanks for chatting with me. Uh, thanks for binging. And uh, as always, thank God it's Thursday. Am I right? Um, okay. And we shouted out a couple weeks ago our um, new friends at the Total Betty Podcast Network. We want to shout them out again. I've actually gotten multiple messages from you guys again who have... Um, plowed through our episodes and we're so appreciative that you're enjoying it um, but you're looking for something else new and they have a lot of content as well and it's definitely in the same realm so um, total buddy podcast network they've got pretty little liars one tree hill friday night lights um, the oc and gossip girl i think there might be more but definitely those ones are on there so check michelle Yes. That was a weird Michelle. Hi. <laughs> anyway, I was going to ask you a question about millennials and what do you think is like the number one thing they do to just avoid the world and when it's closing in on them and they feel anxiety? Mm, well, I know I disassociate. Yes, absolutely. I was thinking I would rewatch my favorite TV shows. Something better to escape to. Yes. And escaping into the arms of Tim Riggins really sounds good about now. Ooh, don't we all? But you know, I am a Seth Cohen kind of girl. You are. Okay, Elder Millennial, did we spark your interest? If so, you should check out Total Betty Podcast Network because these early 2000s shows are our specialty. So if you like the Scott Bros in Tree Hill or Bagels and a Schmear in Newport Beach. Wait, what about Queen Tammy Taylor showing the men who's boss Hell in yeah. Texas? Possibly the wildness that are both Gossip Girl and PLL. Yeah, you can listen weekly as we dive deep and critique all in good fun your favorite shows. 
rewatch with us, or start for the first time, we're spoiler-free up in here. Listen to Tree Hill Talk. Let's Talk OC. Three Gossip Girls. Talk in Texas forever. And our newest fan cast, We Are Liars, wherever you get your podcasts. You're a total Betty. Wow. Stunning, breathtaking, and beautiful. Everything you could want in a podcast. Just Everything like you could want. <laughs> We are stunning, breathtaking, and beautiful, aren't we? Both to uh, the eyes and the ears. Ah, uh, yes, and to the to the asses. Mm, yes. <laughs> well, uh, now that we've right. now that we've spent ten minutes just gushing about our listeners and yes, all of and that. Friends. Should we just like do an episode now? Let's. Um, this is episode I'm some ninety. Brie cheese, by the this way, this is the ninetieth episode. That means we're ten episodes away from the one hundredth wow. episode of Rays. And you know, shows like they, it's normally an event for the one hundredth episode. Can you tell me what the event for the one hundredth episode of Scrubs was? Mm. Off the top of your head, was is it the musical episode? Sh- I don't know. I'm actually asking because there's like, I know what it was for Friends, um, and I know what it was for Gilmore Girls. Um, it's typically like right now. an event for the show. So for Friends, it's typically also normally in like the fifth season. Well, a long time ago when shows had like really long seasons. Now shows have like not very long seasons. Yeah, this is uh, so it was titled My Way Home and it was their season five, episode seven. And I'm trying and to what think happened? what was what was the plot? Uh, called his words and doc told Keith to call him, see what it feels to be pestered. I do remember this. Laverne <laughs> has a gospel choir singing this. <laughs> I forgot. Laverne, uh, one of the nurses, has a gospel choir and she sings a song called Payback as a Bitch with her gospel choir. Ironic. That's incredible. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's all about, it's a, what's that? What's the one where it's, they got a tin, the tin man, the lion. And the oh, Scarecrow. Wizard of it's Oz. Wizard of Oz. It's a Wizard of Oz themed mm. uh, episode, and That's they all fun. have to find their brains, courage, and heart. So it's it's a good episode. I do remember that one off the top of my head. Yes. So Friends, the hundredth episode is when Phoebe has the triplets for her brother. Oh, amazing! And in Gilmore Girls, it is the vow renewal for Richard and Emily. I'm not going to tell you what the hundredth episode, hundredth episode for Psych is for when we start doing that show. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is the twelfth episode of the fifth season, um, and it is called "Sympathy for the Devil," and that is a song. You know, there's a lot of things that this Grey's Anatomy podcast titled Grey's Academy has done for me and it's been bringing a lot of good music into my life and I have never heard this song Sympathy for the Devil before I've also never heard of the Rolling Stones I'm really (laughs) glad that this kind of show can help bring awareness to these up-and-coming artists Mm -hmm. so to uh the rookies Mickle Jagstone and Keithson Richardson Keep working at it. I'm sure one day you guys will make it and you'll find your big break. I appreciate you. Just kidding. Um, It's like when people were like, wow, it's so amazing for Kanye to do a song. Yes. Not a known unknown artist. I was like fucking Paul McCartney. I swear to God. (laughs) 
You know, I saw him live and he played that song and all the bitches went wild. And I'm like, you guys need you. Uh, first off, this is I, I can't I can't with you. Anyways, <laughs> Sympathy for the Devil is a song by the Rolling Stones written by Mick Jagger and Keith Richards released off of the 1968 album Beggar's Banquet. And there, I had a hard time trying to find information for this song about the charting. Uh, so if I'm wrong on this, please do not fact check me. I'm doing my best here, everyone. Also, just never fact check me ever. Uh, That's <laughs> probably don't. the best. <laughs> You'll just be I, pissed off if you do. I, I am not. I, I do my best here. But anyways, so I found some information where it said that it peaked at number 55 on the Billboard Hot 100, but I couldn't find confirmation of that. So if you have confirmation on that, let me know. But it is ranked as the 22nd best song of all time on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list. We have had multiple conversations around this, and I feel like that list is skewed a little bit. But anyways, so it's certified gold, platinum, uh, certified gold in Germany, certified platinum in Italy, and certified platinum in the UK. And uh, this also, this song in general had a, a little bit of controversy because it was claimed to be the song that they're performing when Meredith Hunter was killed at the Altamont Free Concert, um, which took place back in 1969. It was not actually that song it was under my thumb so anyways but the album itself uh beggar's banquet uh i have that pulled up just gotta find my tabs here uh reached as high as number three in australia and canada and the uk it hit number four in finland eight in germany number two in norway and it reached number five in the u.s billboard top 200 the other tracks off that album so sympathy for the devil was the title uh was the sorry the intro track you have no expectations dear doctor parachute woman jigsaw puzzle and then on the uh the b side you have street fighting man prodigal son stray cat blues factory girl and salt on earth this song is ranked with a five out of five perfect score this song was already in my uh, itunes library and with that my dear dear friend sweet beautiful angelic voice sweet beautiful beautiful angelic face kelsey take it away tell us about this episode and i'm gonna eat some brie cheese Okay, this episode was written by Jenna Bands, who I believe we have not seen before, and directed by Genois Schwalk, who is French. Uh, they mention it in the blog post, so very, very French was her quote. So um, it aired January 15th, 2009 to 12.95 million views, and the Netflix synopsis is... Over here. Um, Derek's mother makes a surprise visit to Seattle and meets Meredith for the first time. Meanwhile, Owen and Christina try to go on their first date. That feels try. pretty accurate. Try to. Also, can I break the fourth wall here for a second? I'm looking yeah. right at you. Do you do you see me? You don't you yeah. see me now? Okay. Y- yes. I would All have right. mentioned it prior if I could. Okay. Why do you have That's a pretty mind. What? Oh, I'm I'm on um uh do not disturb so that people don't try to call us or text us in the middle of this to distract me. I want to give you my full 100% attention. What a gem. Although I'm seeing now that I missed a phone call from my friend who I called earlier. Now (laughs) that's always (laughs) (laughs) 
Andrew, if you're now, listening, I'm so sorry. I am seeing now that the do not disturb option does in fact work. Yes. Goodness gracious. That's a pretty okay. good uh, Netflix synopsis. Yeah, though. I think that's not bad, honestly. Like, obviously, the the main plot point is is Mrs. Shepard is in in town for the time. Yes, for the for the quick visit. Can I also just say <laughs> what a fucking episode mm-hmm. for Marcus Sloan? Marcus Marcus Slonus. T Sloan. Marcus Slonius. <laughs> Um, great episode. My gosh, this guy, yeah. the hits just keep coming with him. Also, I think the casting for Derek's mom was, was really good. Oh I yeah. I really enjoyed her. Do I know her from somewhere? Um, I want to say probably. Tyne, ah. Tyne Daly. Is she, uh, is she an early pick for living in Shondaland? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Are you lying so to sorry. me? No, I'm really not. I swear, listeners out here, friends and family and fans alike, if we do live in Enchantaland and she mentions Derek's mom, I'm going to lose it for the blatant um, dis- 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 uh, lie. Lie. Misdirect. She was um, in Spider-Man Homecoming. Anne-Marie oh, okay. Hogue. I don't remember. Hogue. I don't remember Hogue. that character. Um, I know you didn't watch Judging Amy. Did you watch Burn Notice? She was in an episode. I watched Burn, Burn Notice. Notice. She was in one episode. Wait, she of was Burn on Notice. One episode. Okay. Oh, you know what? Maybe she was one of um Michael's Michael's uh mom mom's friends. Maybe. Hard yeah. to say. Um, Is his name Michael. 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 And she was in an episode of Madam Secretary. Madam Secretary, which I need to watch still. Yeah, it is quite good. And Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> um, was... But she, I, anyways, she isn't clearly, I, I thought she was an, an incredible actor. She has six primetime Emmys and 11 nominations. Wow. She, so she's been, she's been doing the thing. Yeah, she's mostly known for Cagney and Lacey and then um, Judging Amy, which was a, a series in like the early 2000s. I want to say Cagney and Lacey, judge. aren't those the name of Terry Crews kids in Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes, because it's a they're act after a detective show. Did you oh, not know this? <laughs> it's a detective show what? from the 80s. Yeah. Oh, I love when things come together like this. I learned so. Look at that. Cagney and Lacey. Did you ever wow. go on the great movie ride? Because they mentioned Cagney and Lacey in the great movie ride. What is the great movie ride for 500? I've never been on the great movie ride. I don't think. Is that the you one where that's the dog? That? The dog like lives forever. Which one is that? The, the great movie ride at, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah, is that the one where you're going through the, it's the family grows up, but the dog stays the same? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about the never-ending story? No, 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 no. It's, it's, you're, you're sitting in the thing. It's like, it turns, and like the you're going through the living room. Progress? Carousel, that, okay. All right, so those are different things. You All didn't right. ever go on the great movie right before they got rid of it. I don't know what that is. I assume it's that if it wasn't a roller coaster, was, I wasn't interested. It was where Mickey and Minnie's Railroad is now. Uh, no, I never went on that. 
I'm going to throw I mean, if, up. This is insulting. If, if you've never... Did, was it, did Star Wars... Was Star Wars in it? No. I mean... If it, they, they like if it was in Hollywood Studios... Clip. If it was in Hollywood Studios and it wasn't Star Tours, Tower of Terror, or Rock and Roller Coaster, I did not do it. Or Toy Story, Man- Toy Story Mania. Love Toy Story Mania. I do love. I've Toy got Story a feeling. Mania. So I've got a feeling that she's publicly shaming me in our, in our, in our friendship group right now. You're you're sending out some sort of text. Are you sending out a text right now? Is that what you're doing? What are you doing? Oh no! I knew it! I knew it! Sometimes. I'm insulted by how well you know me. Like, I find that insulting. (laughs) But you know me that well. Uh, Why of all times was the video option not working for this? This is a great clip. This is this video just needs to be somewhere in Instagram. Okay. Wow. Everyone is already. Okay. This is the quickest anyone has jumped to attack me in history. I don't know. Emily doesn't <sighs> seem to be attacking you. Okay. We have. Oh, actually. Okay. About. Emily Lewis is, is on board. Okay. Emily. Thank you. Shout out. Okay. All right. Let's, let's fucking go. No recap in this episode. Again, <laughs> no none. Talk about this episode. <laughs> People are going to be so pissed. Skip to the 20 sec, 22 minute mark. If you want to listen to this episode, <laughs> if you want to listen, listen to our bullshit, you did give a warning. Okay. Oh, actually. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't feel bad anymore. Who should we talk about first? Uh, you know, I, is it too, it's too heavy to start off with Christina and Hunt right off the bat, right? How no, about, I was how about actually broken just thinking, guy? I was like, should we start off with Christina? <laughs> I, okay. I was okay, like, we're, the, it, we're on the same page. We're on the same page. Okay. Okay. I, go for it. I, I did not think that I was going to like Hunt. Mm-hmm. And I like Hunt. There's definitely, he's definitely multifaceted and I, he's so complex and I'm digging it. I, I don't want to say that it's a good portrayal of like a PTSD because I don't know anyone who has PTSD specifically from like being the war um, in a war zone in Iraq specifically. Um, as like a civilian, an outsider with like literally no experience in that. I think it is a good portrayal because it's not just like panic attacks or being triggered by loud noises. Like there's so much nuance that they're giving to his um, background, which I do appreciate a lot. Um, and I, I also believe that it's like a very new experience for Christina, obviously like she has, her experiences in relationships are with very, like very different people, like um, people who are older than her, people who have like very successful careers and like a single career path, single trajectory, like focused on teaching. And this is a very, very different person for her to, to enter into a relationship with. Um, And like her, when he gets there and he's drunk, her go-to is like to be mad, but she just kind of like rolls with it. And then, the scene in the shower is just like so well done. I have some thoughts that I would like to share, but do you already have his speech in the shower pulled up? Because if not, can you find it? I will find it right now. And so share your, thank you. My, so I, the couple of notes that I had to start out is I was mocking him a little bit uh, because I wasn't expecting this episode to go the way that it did. But my quote that I wrote was, Hey, medical talk, blah, blah, blah. Also, would you like to go on a date with me? 
And (laughs) it's just funny because he's like, hey, I need you to check on these post ops. I need you to do these charts. Also, let's do this. Right. You said no hot and cold. It's extra funny because it's right in front of Izzy. Right. She's like, Which is kind of cute, though, because I'm sure everyone in this hospital is used to, like, sneaking around and, like, he's yeah. being straightforward, you know? Yeah. Which he, um, it's nice that he, like, heard her last week where she was like, fuck off with your hot and cold. Like, I'm not doing yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and good for her for setting that boundary and good for him for listening. Yeah. It's <laughs> this, that whole scene where he asks her out, first off, hilarious comedic timing. Great did not expect the end scene we get of them to come (laughs) where we start the episode and where we end the episode with hunting Christina couldn't be farther away, but he goes, you said no hot and cold. I'll pick you up at eight. And then uh, this is obviously all paraphrasing. You said no hot and cold. I'll pick you up at eight, but also don't forget. This is a very important enema. He's been holding this in for days. Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) It's so funny. And then also like, when they are, when Izzy is talking to her at the lunch table about um, like, oh, you only get to do a first date once. It should be fun and sexy and blah, blah, blah all the stuff. And so then Christina like forgets how to be a human being. <laughs> so she like goes to him and she's like, finished your post-ops. And he's like, cool, thanks. And she's like, so what was your best surgery ever? And he's like, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, ah, that was uh, stupid. Bye. <laughs> I was like, ah, middle school yeah yeah it's cute though it's it is cute, and i think it speaks to like both of them kind of re-entering this world of like dating again like she hasn't dated anybody since burke and he hasn't so we i mean we don't know shit about his past so yeah oh we know just the just the trauma just the just some trauma glimpses of the trauma right not even like the full the full scope of it um I, I want to finish this, uh, this, this, this conversation around Christina and, and Hunt, but I do want to say the line that sticks out to me in this episode for Christina, and we're, we're coming to the end of a little bit of an arc with her and that other storyline with, with Meredith is when she goes, that ponytail looks ridiculous. Love. And that's it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, I that because that note just was kind of sandwiched in between my my Christina and Hunt uh, um, dialogue. So, did you get the the speech? Yes. Okay. Did- so leading up to the speech that Kelsey's going to read, Hunt comes in dressed dressed to the nines, looking sharp, like tie suit, Armani suit. They mentioned gr- it in the blog that I read. Yeah, they said it's an oh. Armani suit. No. Oh. Bougie. So he's making. He's well. You know what is what else does he have to spend money on? He probably yeah. has. If I had to guess, when you're coming back from war, he probably has an apartment with a bed and a refrigerator. Not much. So he goes and thinks, I need to buy a nice suit to impress <laughs> Christina. Then he goes yeah. and buys an Armani suit. Yeah. Um, and he is hammered. <laughs> but he still brings flowers. He does not even noting. like, not even like, um, they're just a handful of flowers. <laughs> it's like, they're just dripping water everywhere. Open yeah. pedest, open, uh, roots, stems. Yeah. Roots just he, he took them out of the ground. <laughs> He's holding the bag of, of plant feed in his other hand that he, she's like, I need, I need a vase for this plant yeah. water feed real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever growing up? Did you, your parents ever put an aspirin in the plant stems with the vase in the water? No, is that a thing? I always heard I um, cubes of ice 
people like perk oh. them back up hmm. and they get no, a little wilty. Yeah. Wilty like the Chamberlain. Okay. And, so he uh, comes in looking sharp in his Armani suit. Yep. 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 And he's trying to take it from there. You want to take it from there? Okay. Well, because you, you, there's like some good Christina stuff there. And so I feel like you, you deserve the Christina stuff. She's like, bro, you're late. They probably closed the kitchen. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't have done that. I was just nervous. And she's like, oh, you're drunk. And he's like, I just like, I'm so nervous. And I know you deserve better than this. And I'm so sorry. I didn't want you to think I stood you up. So I wanted to come. But like, I wanted to take the edge off. But I like, it's too much. And she's like, how about you shower? Because you smell like a distillery and she passes him to go open her door. And he's like, that is an excellent idea. I've never needed to do anything more <laughs> than I need to shower in this exact moment and beelines for her shower in her home. And she's like, not here. Um, and then so she's waiting out in the living room and he just starts yelling for her. Um, and she goes in and he's fully clothed, shoes and all in her shower. He says, I thought of my best surgery ever. It was my first blasting in the field. Body was mangled, homemade, homemade explosive device. Copper wires were embedded five inches deep in the abdomen, arms and legs hanging on by threads of skin. I've never seen anything like it. Not in a textbook, not during residency. It was incredible. A body full of holes, trauma surgeon's dream. I put tourniquets on where I could, started tying off arteries with my bare hands, but the bleeding was everywhere. Stomach, chest, the best pressure I could think of was my own body. So I laid there for two hours on top of him, not moving, trying to keep that dam from bursting with my own body, hands and elbows and knees, full of a body full of holes. But he never bled out. I wouldn't let him. He made it to the hospital. He made it out. A month later, he sent me a letter thanking me for saving his life, and then he shot himself. That was my best surgery and my worst. Ouch. I've got one, one word. Like, oh my God, what? Fuck. Literally brutal. So I have, have many family members in my life that have served in the military in some capacity. Some, some active, actively served. Some uh, were in like, uh, uh, no, we're, we're military police. So oh, like I they... See. We're, we're serving, but not in active zones. Uh, my, my great uncle Joe, who, uh, lost, lost a, a battle to, um, <sighs> wow. I'm really drawing a blank here. Not Parkinson's, but uh, it was, uh, like, like an ALS. No, it was like an ALS, ALS where he, maybe that was it actually. Um, and, uh, he MS, served. I, I knew what you meant. MLS okay. is major league soccer. Yeah. You, I, you said MLS and in my head, I knew you meant multiple sclerosis. So yeah, I uh, surely yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, he, he served in both the, um, the Pacific front against the, the empire of Japan and he on the Western front against, uh, Hitler and the Nazis. And, uh, it is just the stories he had was incredible. And, uh, you know, just just his grandfather served in the Korean War, and and it's you know you, you think that the stories never go tr- truly away from people, but to be yeah. a medic and a, a trauma surgeon in battle, yeah. And I I can recognize that this is a this dramatization. is a, a, a dramatization, but you know what? The crazy thing is, it's pro- this probably is a story that exists yeah. for it's someone n- somewhere. It's not that hard to believe, unfortunately. 
but I he's just sitting there fully clothed in the shower telling like the processing story. trauma. And I got to tell you, what, like I was sitting here thinking like, okay, okay, wow. Like this guy's really talented. And then the end where he says he wrote me this letter for saving his life. And then he shot himself. Oh, fucking gut punch. I finished this episode on my lunch at work today. I almost yeah. cried in my break room watching yeah, this scene. It was scene. very difficult to watch. Um, and also in the blog post, um, to credit his acting, Kevin McKidd, um, they said Kevin it was what? like Kevin McKidd. McKidd. I thought yeah. you said the kid. And I was like, I don't, that's not a real last name. <laughs> um, they said it was like three hours of him standing in that suit, fully clothed in the shower, filming this scene over and over again. So impressive. That's man. I hope did, did this guy ever get nominated for any kind of uh, supporting primetime Emmy? You know, I don't think so, but I'll find out for you. I feel like wow. I need a list of Grey's actors and actresses that actually yeah, I were, got, were nominated. Um, I did for these fi- I did actually have it pulled up for the show itself, but not for individual. Oh, just kidding. It is individual people. I'm hoping. What? Oh, what? Oh, no. What do you got? This is awards do, do, do. um only was nominated for prism awards which i don't know what a prism award is but he was he was nominated in 2000 and i'm not going to tell you when and he um did win once and he was nominated twice for gray specifically well this guy knows what's up and his acting is incredible. Yeah. And there's also lots of um, like the Scotland and British awards also because he is be Scottish. But yes, agreed. He's talented. Uh, anything else that you have specifically with them and their storyline? I, I, I will. The last note that I had is I like that at the end, like it's not sexual. It's not. When he tells Christina that story and she just kind of looks at him, she puts her hand like on his face, takes off the tie, and they're just standing there. It's like a very vulnerable moment of connection. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say it's, it's, just, it's just pure connection. That's really all it is. It's, and I think it's, it's also like truly for her, like he told her the thing about like being discharged and being like the sole survivor. Um, but I think this is like her first real like glimpse, I guess, into like the PTSD that he is actively living through. Cause I think she probably thought like, oh, that was just like, you know, this one terrible event. And now she's going to be like, oh no, this is way more than just one thing. This is going to be a lot of things. Like it's not like, it's not a one and done. This man has seen a lot of things that are horrific it's also i don't know what this means for their relationship or Mm -hmm. or or you know semi could this be a relationship right because is christina in a mental spot where she's able to handle someone with ptsd and i don't say that as a negative thing Mm -hmm. right like 
someone with PTSD needs a true patient angel person. Mm-hmm. And to this point in the show, we have not seen that Christina always is. Right. But I think in this moment, we are seeing that the we capacity that she, for it the is capacity, there for sure. Yes. Yes. And, but again, you don't necessarily, I don't think anyone's going to know what having a partner living through something like that is going to be until they do it. So I feel like it's, yeah. you can say, oh yeah, I can, I, I like you a lot. I definitely am on board for that. Or you could say like right off the bat, no. And either way, you don't really know until you try. Yeah. But yeah. yes, this is a heavy scene. A heavy, heavy scene. Also, um, with Owen, with Derek's mom, she like immediately like sees that he's got some shit going on. And I think that maybe contributes also to why he got drunk. Cause she's like, how you sleeping? How you sleeping major? He's like, I'm fine. And she's like, Hmm. Are you though? You should try some Valerian root because clearly Mm. you're a liar. She like sees through him immediately that he's, you know, not in a great place. And he's like, no, no, it's yeah. fine. And, and he's like, she's like, all right. Mm-mm. So I was a Navy nurse for 25 years. You dumb prick. I get <laughs> it. Also, like. Her backstory, this is just she's great. I every scene that she was in, I mm-hmm. loved do you want anything else with Christina and, and Hunt? I feel like Derek's mommy so. is we next. We'll hit, we'll hit on uh, Carolyn Shepard. Carolyn Shepard. Who is not in Living in Shondaland. She's not. Okay. I trust you. I'm opening myself up to trust you. <laughs> At this point, it would be very funny if she was, but she's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Best scene with her is her and Lexi. Oh, are you a good girl? <laughs> That's she fast. She grabs her fucking face. <laughs> That's fast. I know, but I was downhill and I was coasting. <laughs> I mean, I actually love like also the scene ahead, with her and Mark, like the second oh, yeah. one where he's like, I'm sleeping with her. And she's like, are you fucking again? Again, Mark? And he's like, ew, <laughs> gross. Not Meredith. <laughs> Carolyn I just love because she goes you have the same guilty face you had when you put Derek's favorite frog in the microwave to which he responds I didn't press start what what do we mean by like a pet frog yeah and if it's the favorite did was there more than one frog how many frogs that's what I'm trying to have How many, how many frogs? What what's nerd. the quota? Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> nerd alert. Um, I just love how long Derek and Mark have been besties though. It makes me heart happy in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And the scene after that where, he, where she's like, but she's 24 and she goes, yeah, but you have the sexual and emotional maturity of a fucking 15 year old horn dog. Yeah. Come on. You need young in your life. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that is a good way to frame it. But, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes every relationship is different. That's what we'll say. Every relationship is different. Be cautious of who you, um, date (laughs) everybody. It's true. Men and women, young and old, just be, be aware. Um, but yeah, um, 
it's we still don't know we're still not told how old mark is but Mm. that's fine but you know the answer to that i don't think i do i mean i could probably look it up no don't don't spoil it i want you to be surprised with me i don't think they ever say i think that we're just like it's just an implication that they're he's significantly older i mean whatever good for him they're a cute couple they are very cute Uh, and they've got good chemistry oh yeah when in the scene where you where she sits down and she goes you sleep with me you lunch with me new rule and then then all all the the, oh my gosh that that made me pissed off for him there's the worst versions of humankind on the planet (laughs) they got tater tots okay they're just (laughs) excited people you've got to calm down Uh, they're not the worst kind of people, guys. Obviously, that was ghoulish overkill, and I'm being sarcastic. Oh, anyways. And then, so she goes, oh, are you a good girl? Grabs her face. She goes, so this is the part I really like about Carolyn. She goes, how many sexual partners have you had? And she goes, like, well, kind of six, kind of seven, blah, blah, blah. She didn't bat an eye at that. She literally at goes, all. I won't judge. Yeah. And then she goes, have you ever gotten... Or what is she ever, ever gotten a speed? Are you ever in trouble with the law? And she goes, mm-hmm. I got a speeding ticket. How fast are you going? She says 12 miles over and she goes, wow, that's fast. And they go, yeah, I know it's fast, but I was coasting and I was going downhill. <laughs> it's just funny to me that she did. She was like, the sex thing was like not a big deal for her, which I love. Yeah. But like the speeding thing, 12 miles over. She's like, oh, dear God, you're a terrible person <laughs> for a brief moment. Who else did she interact? Oh, the merit. Do you want to talk about the Meredith scene with her and and the, like both There's of them? There's multiple Meredith scenes. So Let's which talk one about do you mean? The pot roast scene and then the final scene. Okay, so the lunch where they they have lunch together. Yeah. And Meredith's like, gotta go. <laughs> My mother's dead. <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Like that again, was so doesn't awkward. know how. Like I understand that you're nervous, but like an effort to like be a normal person would make it maybe less uncomfortable. The thing that I really have a problem with, with this scene is they're like, is Meredith eating pot roast? And is he's like, yeah, it's the mommy lunch. And like pot roast is an everyday kind of lunch. If you can do and it, like they're all eating salad. Like I don't understand. Like salad is also expensive. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they're they're doctors and they're in Seattle, so you know, it's whatever. Yeah, I just feel like they say uh, I don't know. I guess they're not interns anymore. They're residents. So, sorry. Yeah, she's like, I want to know. I want to know about your parents, and then she she's basically. I want you to show me. Uh, so she's like, they're dead. It's dead. Mom's dead. <laughs> then she goes, oh, your dad too? And she's like, ah, I don't want to talk about Cyrus Bean right now. I need to leave. <laughs> yeah, I need and, to talk about a serial killer instead. Yeah. And she, I got to go take care of the serial killer. But don't worry, he's not losing the hospital or anything. Killing he's people not killing actively. people right now. Right now. <laughs> this was... Man, Maybe he's later. transformed. He's fine now. Yeah, he feels really bad. Well, whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah. So, yeah. The, but Derek's mom, she, uh, she kind of hones in on the Derek situation right away. She's like, how you doing? How you doing, Derek? Yeah. If that is your real name. 
Um, so what, what, what did you want to talk about with Meredith and, and Carolyn other than the pot so the roast? Se- so the second scene in general, <laughs> yeah, other than the pot roast, that bugged me. Uh, so we get that scene later on where she's like, look, I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not the ponytail smiling, you know, kind of person. I have it. I have it. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Coming in hot with these speeches. <laughs> you seem like a very nice person. You've been very kind and you've given me a chance and it seems like you want to like me. So it's only fair that you should know that the pink and the ponytail and the smiling with the teeth. I'm a fraud. It's fake. I'm not the kind of girl that mothers like. I'm not happy and bubbly. I'm dark and cloudy because I'm the type of crazy person that feels bad for serial killers. She goes, it was very nice to meet you, Meredith. And then Izzy's like, Mirnav, why would you do that? <laughs> Izzy's a little nosy in this episode, but we'll get to that. Uh, it's that for me. Aww. That was funny. So, yeah, we, we get that scene. And honestly, uh, I, I genuinely, I, I saw the mom liking her coming. I was like, she's going to love Meredith. For the first time in probably this woman's life, someone was actually honest with her up front and she didn't have to dig. And she just comes out with it and she's, she walks away, which is a little bit concerning, a little bit of a misdirect there. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we get that scene with, with Derek and Carolyn afterwards. And oh, that find, scene is so fucking good. It's so good. It's so, so good. And we, we find out that Derek never got, was that his mom's ring? Or yeah. whose ring? That was his mom's ring. Yeah. Never gave it to him for Addison, but she mm. gives it for Meredith, which yeah. is crazy uh, because <laughs> they're really laying it out. They're like, she's the it's one. A little bit crazy. It's a little crazy. So, but there's this scene where she's like, you know, she's not. I. This is a missed opportunity. Uh, where is where is this quote? Um, where the fuck is my Derek notes? Uh, he's like. It's harder to have compassion for a murderer. Oh, yeah. She's like, you Meredith, know? see, like, you're, everything is black and white with you, and she sees the gray, and you need that in life. Did she say that she, she sees the gray? Yes, which they didn't, like, lean into the pun, and I was like, seriously, guys? You should really lean into the pun. I need to rewatch that. I felt like I, they didn't say that she sees the gray. Yeah. I'm pretty positive she does. Because I wrote down, she sees in gray missed opportunity. I wrote that. Right. Because they said it, but they didn't like, no, but I don't think they it. did. They I don't think they said it. Are you pulling up this quote right now? Yeah, I'm going to try. I need to be proven. Correct. If I, you're sitting here listening to this episode and you're yelling at your screen or you're yelling at your phone or you're yelling into existence and you're on the bus going to work and you're just yelling, getting some she looks. doesn't say gray. I need to know this. Do you have it? Okay, we'll keep talking about the episode while I look. Well, it's about. just crazy. After all of that time, she tells Derek, she goes, she's the one. But it's not on. It's not without having a very intense scene where Derek goes to Carolyn and he's like, I, I, I miss dad. How do you not? And she's like, 
She does not say she doesn't miss him. She says she's not mad about what happened. She's not mad. Right, right. Thank you. Okay. I don't have the quotes in front of me. Okay. Well, I just think that's imp- that's a very important difference. Okay. Anyway. No, no. Sir? no Derek. Derek. Okay. Yes. She's not angry about it. She just doesn't. What'd she say? She doesn't bring herself to lay on his side of the bed, but it's yeah. been a long time. And she's like, I, I, I let go. I need you to let go, Derek. And he's like, I can't. And starts crying. Also, I read in the blog post that it was not written um for him to cry or for her to put his hand on his face that's just like how those actors like naturally played it out because they're both very good actors patrick dempsey's a great actor with great hair and he's probably one of the top four people on the show and I know you agree that he's probably, you, you probably think he's top two. It goes Christina, then him. He's a close second to you, right? Do you mean acting wise? <laughs> no, person. Derek is a character. <laughs> Do you have this quote? Yes. If- okay. It feels like I you don't. Do. It's right here. All right. I believe you. Now tell it to us. Oh. She doesn't have it. She doesn't have it, people. She doesn't have it. She knows she doesn't say it, but you know what? Oh, it's because they said it in the blog looks, post. Looks like someone is so right. That's I hate me. It when this happens, you guys. Okay, but they say Meredith. That's because the writer said it in the blog post. And okay, that's but why. she yeah. So she that's it was a missed opportunity. <sighs> you hear that, everyone? That's the sound of your tied for first podcast. You're tied for first place favorite podcast named Carmen being right and correct. Who is the Gray's Academy professor now? School's in session. Still me, bitch. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Also, um, with the ring. One ring to rule them all. She, like, literally has been wearing it. Like, it's the ring she's been wearing her entire, like, since she got married to Derek's dad. She literally takes it off of her finger and gives it to him. It was not in a box. And this is still warm, fleshy and all flesh particles ripping off her finger. This is what. Yeah. In there, she says, needs someone who sees a little gray. So that's why I was getting confused. Because they, they they did play into it in. In the blog. That's what the blog said. Yeah, that's why I didn't make that completely up. Yeah. Anyways, I agree. Derek is very black and white, especially in the specific scenario that they're living out right now with William. And, um, I don't, is William the murder guy. Yes. Um, and I don't, I don't know that I love where Meredith is sitting either, but I don't, I'm not really on either side. Truthfully. I mean, I'm probably more on Derek's side but not with the same level of aggression that Derek is. Um, My, so here's the thing. I was on Derek's side until that final scene with William, with him, where he's like, there is no fucking way in hell that you will cheat this system. You will live through this hospital stay so that you can go and get killed at the stake, burnt at the stake, like the fucking, piece of shit you are i mean that's not what he says 
I actually I feel like I got that was I got the direct quote right. He from does memory. say like, he does say I mean there is no way in hell I will let you die in this hospital. But I mean he says nobody gets to choose not me not a patient in this hospital and certainly not the five women you slaughtered. So when I say you're not going to die in this hospital, I mean there is no way in hell I will let you die in this hospital. You don't get off that easy. I am nothing like you. It's intense. That's intense. <laughs> I I think I was on team Derek until the the emotions came out in full force. I mean, I'm from I'm a black not. sorry, sorry, strictly from a black and white standpoint. I'm I'm always on Derek's side with this. Murderers should not be off that easy. I don't know. There's I have a lot of feelings. I took a deep breath because I wasn't sure what I wanted to say after that. I yeah. it this is this this episode was meant to be not black and white it's meant to be in the gray with an ey yeah um so yeah i don't know i mean i again i don't love the death penalty in general but i don't think it's fair for derek's like um what's the word professional record to be marred with this man because he doesn't want to um like go back and die by by lethal injection because like at the end of the day whether i like derek or not it goes on him like if this man dies in the hospital then like derek is the one listed for like losing that patient so i don't think that's fair um correct so i think there's that to remember on top of it like yeah he's not choosing like he's not actively killing him he's not choosing whatever blah blah but also i mean i think it is they've they kind of mentioned it in last episode as well where he's like oh we're two sides of the same coin and pete like he kept saying like oh you guys like we're so similar blah blah and he's like sick of hearing that especially like considering that his dad was murdered so for then a murderer to come and be like we're not that different he'd be like uh fuck you i didn't kill my dad or anybody's dad although or women. He didn't kill anybody. I mean, like, it's different between, like, I know that they said, like, during the clinical trial, like, I'm killing people for sport. But the intent, I think intent matters. And when your intent is literally to save someone and they die, I don't think it's murder. <laughs> Call me crazy. Well, I th- if I'm trying to read between the lines from what William is saying is... Hmm. He feels like they're the same because when it comes to death, they want to be in control. And that was the point that he was making, right? Like William is taking lives because he wants to be in control. Derek is saving lives because he wants to be in control. Well, so that's, I think with the, with the, I guess well, yeah, it's a says, crazy, crazy sociopathic you decide point. who lives and who dies. And I don't think that's true. Like he decides to try and control who lives and dies. Um, but basically he's in theory, Derek is only would only be deciding that people should live. And sometimes he's not successful, but I don't like that's the, and dies that gets to me of that quote, you decide who lives and dies. Not really though, because Derek's decision is normally like to live. If he, if Derek is going to do anything like, I mean, obviously there's situations where it's like Im- inoperable tumors, but that's not Derek being like, you're going to die because I don't want to fix you. That's Derek being like, there's literally nothing I can do. So you probably will die. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, all, all good points. And that's the beautiful thing about cinema. It's cinema. made to be interpreted differently. 
Um, anything else? I know we kind of like randomly went from Carolyn to, uh, you know, this, but, um, do you want to talk more about William and then we'll, we'll pause for a, for a mid, mid episode break from some sponsors. You want to finish talking about him? Or do you want to um, yeah. save that so for the end, or how do you want to do it? He he uh, tries to give his organs to Jackson, <laughs> which is wild. Wild. <laughs> you Literally. want mine? Um, okay, you can't offer that. <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, they he just, did, so he they, can. They, yeah, they, he can, but, you know, will it be followed through on is totally different. Is it legitimate? Hard to say. Um, yeah. So, you know what? yeah, what? I think we need, I think we need to pause. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we're going to go, go off the rails. This is going to, yeah, this is going to go. Cause this it's, it's good. Okay. Anyways, uh, we're going to take a pause for a moment. Word from our regional sponsors. Uh, and hopefully it's uh, sir Elton John again. For those of you listening out here, we had Elton John was one of our sponsors. So thank you, sir. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. And we are back. And now everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Brought to you by... Hey there, everyone. Carmen here, one half of the Grey's Academy podcast, paired up with our dear friend, Kelsey. We've got some exciting news for you, and we want to share all about our friends at The Meat Stick. Are you tired of undercooked or overcooked meat? Me too. The Meat Stick wireless meat thermometer is the solution. With its advanced technology, you can achieve perfect meat dishes every time and take full control of your cooking. The Meat Stick is the first smart wireless meat thermometer engineered with versatility and durability in mind to withstand almost all ways of cooking. Whether you're grilling, smoking, using a pellet grill, in the oven, or even an air fryer, the Meat Stick is versatile enough to master it all. The Meat Stick enables you to easily monitor your meat's temperature during the cook, providing real-time data on your phone to achieve steakhouse quality at home. Now, I've been using the Meat Stick for a couple of weeks, and I've done beef, pork, chicken, fish, and everything has come out perfect every single time. I was doing a ribeye the other night, and it was the perfect medium rare. And I was able to set the ambient temperature and the internal temperature that I wanted. The app also made sure to yell at me because at one point I didn't stick the sensor all the way into the meat and some of it was exposed. And it sent this little alert saying, hey, Carmen, you got to go out and check your thermometer because it's not all the way in. So there's a lot of fail safes to keep this thing acting the way that it should, top of its game for a long period of time. Make sure you hit that link in our description of this episode to go right to the webpage for the meat stick to make sure you show our support and make sure you let us know on our Instagram pages or through our email, how you like the product and tag on Instagram whenever you're cooking. We'll see you out there, everyone, and back to the show. Carmen, you sound so good. You sound so good. Every time I hear you, Carmen, it sounds so good. Thank you, Carmen. I appreciate that. Every time I see you, you look so good. Thank you, Carmen. All right, it's enough. Okay. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into okay. this William stuff. Because this, this honestly... Okay, you just... <laughs> it's just so you good. You just skipped Jondaland. <laughs> <laughs> Living in Jondaland, tell us the shit. Who's the people? Thank you, There's Meat no Stick. People. 
Okay, no fuck you. <laughs> Why? <sighs> you... I have to do it. We are legally <laughs> bound to a sponsorship. They have to sponsor the segment, whether there are people or not. If we don't do it, they will kill us with a meat stick, <laughs> which is not a dildo. It's oh not. my gosh. Okay. Zero people living in Shondaland. Gosh, yeah, I was pretty surprised, it. honestly. Uh, are you but sure? I guess also I'm sure because like we had like, some of this the, there's not as many guests like we have mark's mom as a guest um and then the two brothers as a guest but because like we two have brothers. jackson and melinda and um william already from last episode like there's less new people in this episode i mean that's that's fair that's fair. yeah so um okay <sighs> so william tell me your feelings <laughs> i gotta tell you uh this guy is a superb actor. It's true. I actually maybe I don't know if it was just his acting or if it was a combination of how they wrote Meredith's character. Yeah. But like I how she's gen- affected by the storyline. Yeah. Like I actually yeah. felt myself going like, oh, give the guy a chance. Jesus. He's reformed. He's fine. I can grab a beer with him. And I don't love that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't that crazy. But there was, there was, there was a part of me that deep down wanted him to have a bit of good left in him, like Darth yeah. Vader. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted him to be this episode's Darth Vader, where he can kill the younglings but still be redeemed at the end mm-hmm. by Luke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The women that he slaughtered obviously are the younglings, and Meredith is right, Luke Skywalker right. in this scenario. Thank you so much for telling me that. Um, yes. Well, like, did you not feel that watching this episode? You didn't feel anything like you didn't. I mean, obviously you, you, you didn't watch this. Well, you did watch it live. You watching it live. You don't remember feeling like, well, like my thing is like when he says, oh, would it make you feel better? Like if I told you I was beaten every single day of my life as a child. And then she's like, is that true? And he goes, did it make you feel better? I'm like, okay, so are you lying or not? And like, because there's no resolution, I am very bothered by the fact that they don't say like, yes, he's lying or no, he's not like it. And also it doesn't fucking matter because there are plenty of people who are beaten on the regular as child who don't grow up to be murderers. So that's not an excuse. I don't know any of them. (laughs) I don't know either. (laughs) Um. Uh, The scene where he goes, you want to know how I got these scars? And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Where have I heard that before? Yeah. Uh, No, it is. Anyways, I'm, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go on. No, no, that's just like to my, that's like where I get frustrated. That's where to me, the redemption is even harder because I'm like, you're just like lying more. Not like that you, we now know. you're a murderer and a liar. Schrodinger's cat. Did he even murder these people? What proof did they have? <laughs> All right. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's just he is a compulsive no liar. Maintaining innocence. He is no. not maintaining innocence. No. A no, lot of he's... people on death row maintain innocence until they are executed. This man is making no effort to say he did not kill these people. If I was on death row, even if, if I was convicted of a crime, I want you to know that I would deny it all the way through the electrical chair. Would you the choose the electric chair? 
No, I'm choosing the fucking lethal injection. Lethal injection. They, they put you to sleep and then you die? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. The hanging? Is that even still a thing we do? We uh, still do hanging? I think hanging? it's still legal in like seven states, actually. Because I remember when this episode came out, I was like, impossible. And then, so it is, I thought it was all lethal injection at this point. I think that's the most common. Because they, le- they do let you choose. That is a real thing. Yeah, that's insane. Moral of the story is Hanging don't do been crimes. practiced legally in the United States from before the nation's birth up to 1972. When they found capital punishment. But we still do punishment because that's the death penalty. Capital punishment with a capital P. Am I right? Lethal injection. 28 states. Are there some states where the death penalty is actually illegal or outlawed? I think there might be actually now looking at this. Electrocution is eight states. Lethal gas is seven states. My God. Goodness (laughs) gracious. Hanging is one state. I bet it's Texas. It's not. Missouri. Literally not. No, you're not going to guess it. Hawaii. No. What is it? New Hampshire. Wow. That's like one of the things they kept from their founding roots, right? I have no idea. I also could be reading this wrong. Also, firing squad. Gosh. Is in five states. What five states allow for a firing squad? Mississippi, Oklahoma, Utah, South Carolina, and Idaho. Okay, I guess that actually checks out a little bit. Man. (sighs) This is why people come to the Gray's Academy. Mm -hmm. To learn about... Capital punishment. So they're actually, since 1976, there have been three people executed by firing squad. When was the most three recent Three hanging and 11 lethal gas, 163 electrocution, and 1,393 lethal injection. Man, that's insane. Okay, so the thing with New Hampshire is that New Hampshire abolished the death penalty, but it didn't retroactively apply to people currently on death row. So I think technically they don't, they just abolished the death penalty flat out, but hanging was still an option when they made that ruling. So the people currently sitting on death row still technically had that as an option, if that makes sense. If I'm reading, this is also like a legal website so i could be misunderstanding that explanation right also we were not planning on this information being put into the podcast (laughs) we just our squirrel mind brains (laughs) this is this is one of the things that i love about our friendship is we'll be like wait hold on a second i need to google that that shit real quick and you know things go off the rails go off the rails okay so anyways so we get this we get the scene where obviously him and and um what's his name jackson yeah, meet in the hallway. Yeah. And he's like, what were you in for? And he's like, traffic, traffic violation. violation. <laughs> and he says it like the freaking... You um, like that delivery? Yeah, that was great. He, he's like uh, Neil Patrick Harris's uh, character in that one. Or was it... No, Neil Patrick Harris or Jim Carrey? Who did a uh, series of unfortunate events? Both Neil Patrick Harris, people. right? They did it what? twice. There was oh. a movie and then a show. 
And those are both the people that did that character. So I truly don't know how to answer the question. Although probably, probably Jim Carrey, because I doubt that you watched that show. I didn't watch the show. I also didn't see the movie. But who's the villain? Who's the villain? What's his name? Count Olaf. Count he he very much count Olaf in that scene. Uh, yeah. Traffic violation. Uh. <laughs> that was kind of Dracula ish. I don't know what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, traffic okay, violation. So he tells some traffic violation, and then he's like, "What are you here for?" And he's like, "I need a new liver and new intestines." And he's like, "Oh, do you want mine?" And then Bailey's like, <gasps> "Bum bum bum." And the mute. So I had my AirPods in while I was watching this on on the computer. The mm-hmm. bass and the music <laughs> in this scene was just like I got goosebumps when they said, "You want mine?" Dong. I'm like, "Whoa, this is crazy." <laughs> <laughs> the acoustics. This is in Dolby Atmos right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, did you see that coming at all? Uh. What I didn't see coming is they got onto a plane and they're flying to get some other kids' organs. Yeah. I thought for sure they were going to take his organs, which, whoa, we don't know what's going to happen. What's going <laughs> to happen next? Know. We don't know. Um, we'll, we'll circle back to that Arizona and Alex scene because that's obviously very intense and charged. But we, yeah, I just, I, he's like, oh, was it a match? And Meredith's like, yeah, yeah, dude, it was a match. But like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I can't believe she actually cross-matched them. And by can't believe, I mean, I can definitely believe because she's really off the rails with this patient. (laughs) She's got a lot of sympathy for the devil, you know? Oh, wow. That's a good point. Um, also the scene where, so we are not doing a good job. Okay. So Derek comes in at the beginning. We're doing a great job. (laughs) What are we talking about? (laughs) Um, he's like, your brain contusions are worse. We have to go to surgery. And William's like, no, I don't consent. Let me die. And he's like, fine. But when you go unconscious, I'm going to fucking take you to surgery because I can override you with a two doctor signature. And of course he goes unconscious and Meredith just like freezes and doesn't sign the forms. And Derek about loses his goddamn mind over it. But then it like, they intense. don't come back to it. Like he yells at her really intensely, which I hated. Um, and then they just don't, they don't come back to it. Well, what I'm led to believe is the mom conversation basically was like that took care of it. The mom yeah. conversation took care of his desire Let to be angry go. about it. Yeah. But Christina gets, she signs a sheet and he's like, scrub yeah. in Yang. Let's do this. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, and then but, I do like that moment where she says, thank you for letting me scrub in. And he's like, I guess we finally see eye to eye on something. I, yeah. like, I find that interesting. It is interesting. So there's a couple of scenes that I want to point out, point out. So number one, when they're talking about, uh, talking about all the worse that the brain situation can get and they Mm -hmm. keep trying to, they keep fixing him. And then he goes, he yells out loud, would you fix a broken TV before you throw it out? And that's when, um, Meredith's like, well, he's got a point. So that's when Derek says he's trying to cheat the system and I'm not going to let him. Yeah. And then I do want to make sure that I call out this very funny scene of he goes, am I hallucinating or is that a really high ponytail? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking ponytail. Yeah. So also like this, the line where he says, I don't want to die strapped to a table like an animal. And I wrote, I mean, if you did the things you did, 
you're a murderous animal. Like also, you would be dying the way that you were supposed to die. If you die in surgery, you're also kind of dying strapped to a table. Yeah. He doesn't. It, it, the things that he says are really trying to make you. They wrote his character great. Sh- hats off to the writers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I understand where you're coming from of like wanting, not necessarily wanting like him to die in the hospital, but wanting there to be some form of like, oh, I've done a bad thing. Let me like make it up, make up for it by giving this kid my organs. But I'm like, bro, that doesn't make up for it. you murdered five people just like for funsies. I don't yeah. care what you do, what good thing you do for anybody else. That doesn't take away the, the bad that you are a bad person doesn't matter in my opinion in this one scenario i wouldn't say that like across the board but in this scenario i would absolutely say that yeah and i'm a sucker for a redemption arc that's why i really wanted to see him get that chance to do the good personally um but the the scene where so so meredith comes in after he woke up, which, by the way, mm-hmm. I don't understand. They, they took a piece of his skull and now it's in his abdomen. Why they need the pe- why they need to keep There's the piece of the skull? There's nothing in the abdomen. Did she say something about the abdomen? Yeah, something about the abdomen. Okay, so Meredith something about comes, the bone, the bone up. marrow, the bone marrow needed to be preserved, or I think they were going to put it back later. I think there's literally nothing about the abdomen. No, 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 there is. There is. They put During a piece surgery, Dr. Sir, Dr. Shepard removed a piece of your skull. It is now only covered by dura matter. It is virtually exposed. If somehow that area were to be damaged, it would cause intracranial bleeding, which would cause your brain to swell worse than it did today, which would result in brain death. So as your doctor, I need you to be very careful not to damage it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wait, no, no, no. Not in that scene. In the actual surgery with Derek and Christina. Oh. They, take, they take the piece of the skull out and they put it in the abdomen and Derek goes, why? And Christina's like, well, so that the blood can continue to... To allow the swelling to the, bre- to the, brain, the brain to resolve the circulation of the abdomen, preserve the bone marrow of the skull piece. Yes. Yes. So that's what I'm talking about. So they had the yeah. piece of his skull sitting in his abdomen. Yes. Because they were going to put it back. They were going to put it back later, I guess, is what I'm gathering mm-hmm. from that. So anyways, yeah, the scene that you just get. Can you, can you read that again, but can you read it slower so you're not trying to prove the me Meredith wrong when one. I'm actually always right because I'm incredible? He's never right. Always um, right. We were both right because I said Meredith didn't say that. That's true. We were both right. You hear that, everyone? You hear how it's really easy for two people to be right at the same time? Oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> during surgery, Dr. Shepard removed a piece of your skull. It is now only covered by dura matter. It is virtually exposed. If somehow that area was to be damaged, it would cause intracranial bleeding, which would cause your brain to swell worse than it did today, which would result in brain death. So as your doctor, I need you to be very careful not to damage it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, and then we get the exactly ultimate. She delivered it. it. That I honestly, I was like, oh, dang, Ellen, get it, Ellen. So then he goes, are you doing this for the kid or for me? And she gives the coldest, most savage comeback. And she goes, whatever helps you sleep at night, whatever helps you sleep at night, which is what he's been giving her all episode long. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a psychopath. Literally a psychopath. (laughs) 
So, so anyways, that was great. And then he right there in that moment just fucking does it. Like what? I did not see that coming. Also, like every single time we have seen this man, there have been multiple cops in his room. And this time nobody's there. It's like just they're just on a pee break. Yeah. He's just alone. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. But I don't think there were cops with him all episode. No, there, there were, were I, in were the there? hallway for sure. Um, there are two when they're transporting him. But, no, but like multiple times when Derek comes into the room, there have been cops just standing in the corner. Crazy. Yeah. I, this, not very often does this happen. Mm-hmm. I have not in a long time wanted so badly to start watching the next episode. Yeah, I, I was like, this is a cliffhanger one. Like, he's going to want to. Yeah, it's been a while I since wanted... we've had a real cliffhanger situation. Yeah. And uh, when he just, he, he puts the pillow on the ground. And I was like, what's he doing? Is he trying to fall off the bed? And he just goes, a doink. And he just tries to just, he's just hitting his head on the thing. And he gets, he gets three hits directly to the brain before he passes out. Mm -hmm. From what we see before the episode ends, you really don't see the full thing, but three good solid donks to the doink, you know, (laughs) donks like, (laughs) I'm just like a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> three good donks of the doink oh fuck man writers what so yeah. good yeah so if i don't see well, three good donks to the doink in a blog <laughs> post someday about our show i'm gonna be real pissed um i don't even know so there's this is kind of the same as last episode where there's a lot of like things that we're in the middle of the plot like there's not a resolution sitting here so um i guess we can talk about jackson yes let's talk about jackson so it's the episode starts with bailey like paging arizona and she's like hey his blood pressure's a little high like why don't we call Yunos and like pitch a fit and see if they'll move him up and she's like is this a joke it is 2 30 in the morning and we should be asleep because you are being an insane person. And uh, Miranda is like, he's running out of time. And Arizona just goes, they always are. Welcome to Peds, which fucking sucks. Yeah. Who, man, the money in pediatrics better be fucking good because watching kids die, it's got to be worth something, right? Like, I, I don't, don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think. To Arizona, what basically Arizona's point when they're on the plane is like focusing on the good in life. Um, and you know, I think that's if you kind of look at her overall demeanor and personality, it kind of seems like maybe that's why she is like that because that's what gets her through losing these kids. It yeah. seems like that's the implication at this point, yeah. Cause you get, you get a little bit of that insight with the whole Alex and her flight, right? You get this, like, she knows the reality of it. What does she, she says, um, I know about the tiny coffins. They're all, yeah. The, oh my shit. The tiny coffins. I don't think about that. Oh, can I, 
can I ask, are we getting, is next episode, does Jackson die? And that's the one episode that you've only watched once. The next episode is not the episode that I have only watched once. The episode that I have only watched once is literally seasons away. Okay. All right. I feel like we have to try to figure out, we have to try to figure out how to watch that episode together. I I agree. Like we'll need to, I have no idea what it could, if it's something that you only watched once, it's either involving an animal somehow, (laughs) or it's Christina's death. Well, one day you'll find out. Yeah. And not anytime soon. Yeah. So anyways, Alex and Arizona are flying. Also, the first the first scene we get, uh, the Alex and Arizona scene, she gives him eyes. And I'm like, are you going to make a move on this guy here <laughs> on the flight? Him and Izzy just got to a good. Hey. I'm like, dang, on the company jet. Shit. Uh, so I, I was thinking like, dang, like this is like weird. And she keeps talking about the uh, the relationships. And then Alex goes off. And she's like, yeah, relationships. Alex is grumpy, and I don't really know why. It, it, there's really no lead up to like, it. He's the got the back, girl of his dreams. On the way back, I think it makes sense. Like after he's seen the dying, like the kid that they harvest the organs from. But on the way there, I'm like, do you just like, are you just a nervous flyer? Like that's the only thing. But they don't address it, so it's very confusing to me. Like why he cops an attitude on the first flight. Also, yeah. I want to shout out to the scene where Bailey and Arizona are fighting and Alex comes in and says, shut up. Respectfully, Respectfully. shut up. <laughs> yeah. Respectfully, shut up. He's He's got some good stuff happening here. Yeah. So, so basically she says, I don't have that exact speech. If you do, let me know. But she says, that's what you do, Karev. You make plans. You have to. You have to turn your back on the tiny coffins and face forward to the next kid. Fuck you and your brilliant writing, you bastards. Arizona, why did I just fall in love with you? Right? Like, what yeah. is happening? Yeah. <sighs> it's so good. It's I mean, it's sad, but it's good. Yeah. And then obviously, like, the organs aren't fucking good. Which went, okay. How did those surgeons not see no that? I have no idea. I don't I, know. I, I don't know looked... if that was part of the transplant or if it was part of his existing, um, like, organs and something. Like, it doesn't, um, like, connect right. Because they keep saying, like, clotting. And it's very confusing to me. Well, it's just good on Sadie because her and Bailey have like a wild journey in this episode yeah. where she's really pissed at Sadie. And and then she's like, you don't speak unless you're spoken to. You raise your hand and I'll call on you. That's yeah. your shit. All right, Sadie. And then she's sitting there. She's like, raises her hand, whispers, call on me, call on me, and then yells it. And she's like, what's going on with the, what does she say? The du- duodenum? Du- the duodenum? Um, duodenum. Yeah, duodenum. She, but she says it like aluminium, you know? Yeah. Um, and then she's like, is this, there's a spot there. And I, the second it cut to that scene, I was like, oh, that doesn't look, so there's like a spot. There's like a dark, that looks like not good. Yeah. And she calls it out and how they didn't see it. Obviously that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so not good. And then she's, are we ever going to find out why it clotted off? Oh, I don't know what that means. There's like not an explanation. And then like, 
when they are fixed, trying, they're like, these organs are dead. They're making him sicker. I, so there's really not an explanation on like what the actual issue was. So I don't fucking know. Yeah. I didn't understand either, but it's, uh, it's crazy because there's no, there's no resolution right now. Yeah. Right. He's still open. Right. They have him on a bypass kind of situation. Uh, no, no, right? no. They put him, they did a port, 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 a port, a cable shunt. It keeps the circulation going and bypass the liver. Um, so, cause at the end they show him, he's like still in the room with his mom and they're like, we have oh, 24 that's hours. Right. That's right. Um, right so before he's like, Bailey, give my mom good heart. news. Or uh, organs rather. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. does. She's like, Hey, you're getting organs. <laughs> and then, which I feel like is a very common thing in medical shows where they're like, you're getting an organ. And then it like falls. Through. Everything goes wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, someone so else got it because Burke was shot and they cut Denny's Elvad wire. Yeah. The, the usual way that those things go down. So yeah, my sister, hold on. Wait, she sent me a meme today. That was funny. Was it about me and how incredible I am and how much she loves me and wants to invite me to her wedding? So do you know that um, the scene in the Barbie trailer where she says, do you guys ever think about dying? I haven't seen a single trailer for Bar for Barbie. I, I want to watch this movie, but I have no idea what it's about. Same, but I have seen that one um, part because people keep like screen grabbing it and putting it on. And there's a clip where Barbie is dancing and she says, do you guys ever think about dying? And so it's the screen grab of her dancing and it says, do you guys ever think about what would have happened if Izzy didn't cut that Elved wire? <laughs> like, the, the caption on it is things that keep me up at night. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta share that to our story. That's what you gotta do. Share that yeah. to our story. Anyways. Do you guys ever think about what would have happened if Rachel had never gotten off the plane? Yes. Her life would have been infinitely better. <laughs> Do you guys ever think about what would have happened if Ross would have said, I take the Emily instead of I take the Rachel? Oh no, we God. don't. Also, do so you ever want to sit here and think about what it could have been like with Joey and Phoebe? Because I do. I don't. I don't like that. I That's also don't like it, but me. I wonder. I wonder. Honestly, like Joey they, and Rachel they both though, would too. have been injured because like they were like not. There's not like enough like brain activity <laughs> no it's not because i don't think phoebe's stupid she just like isn't paying attention <laughs> anyways it doesn't water matter. break <laughs> it doesn't matter all right so jackson is a cliffhanger william is yep. a cliffhanger although yep. his story seems to be pretty much told <laughs> took three direct blunt force hits to the brain <laughs> although i'm trying to think of like how much I guess it really doesn't matter how much force you can give a headbutt to the back when it's the it's your brain. That's like if your heart's exposed and someone just punches you in the heart, it really doesn't matter how hard you punch the heart. It's the heart. Yeah. The heart is important <laughs> and so is the brain. I would say I agree with you there. T tied for tied for number 1 maybe. <laughs> top Im top important, 2 important bits. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Uh, anything else with, with Jackson, Jackson Prescott or um, will I am murdering people? 
I don't think so. I'm talking about short, short king. Yes. Too bad. Chuck. Chuck is a bummer. Chuck is a bummer. Man, he just, he was born a couple years too late because right now it is the season of the short king. Am I right, Tom Holland? Short king renaissance. My my dear friend, Tom, big fan of the podcast. (laughs) If only. Keep keep posted because he's going to come on the show at some point in the next like 19 <laughs> years. We'll figure it out. It's just his, cra- his schedule so crazy. So is ours, honestly. So crazy. Um, so crazy. Am I right? Yeah. All right. Give us the ru- rundown on Chuck on bad luck. Chuck. So Chuck went to Hong Kong for experimental leg lengthening surgery. Because he cannot deal with the fact that he is 5'3". The thing is, there are women significantly shorter than that. They're not in <laughs> short supply. Um, <laughs> that was both good. Both my mother and your wife are five foot even. Yeah. Like, these short people exist. I don't understand why this is an issue. Like, I like what his brother finally says at the end where he's like, no one fucking cares but you. Can you shut up about this for the love of God? Um, but anyway, so they break his bones and then stretch them and then like leave them open to heal. So naturally they're wildly infected and it's disgusting. So they have to go in, shave off the infected part of the bone. So he loses a quarter of an inch. It's not going great. The thing that I don't understand Okay. How the fuck did this dude fly back from Hong Kong looking the way he did? Open wound and all. How did he get past security? Um, that's a fair question. Because we're living in a, post, a post-9-11 world at this point. Yes, it is 2009. But I mean, so, I feel like if you have... I mean, if you're... Like, if they scan it and there's not, you know, an explosive in it, I think they're fine. An open, broken leg wound. Yeah. You're telling me that you think that there's legitimacy. It was probably wrapped up just for the flight or, like, casted or something. Oh, my gosh. That sounds terrible. Yeah, and they show it. They show it right off the bat. Yeah, it is. It is that smells it's i could i could smell what that looks like and it's rancid it is putrid it is death unpleasant in every way so my first knee-jerk reaction was that dude's losing his legs like you tried to lose you tried to gain two inches you're about to lose a foot you know yeah and luckily they save it they save it and we get a we get a good a really good fucking great Mark and Callie scene out of this. Mm-hmm. I used to walk tall. Then came George. Took off a couple inches. Then Erica. A couple more. Uh, and then at the end when he's like, walk tall, Torres. Uh, <laughs> dagger! <laughs> Fuck, like her, Mark. Her face. She's just like, yeah, I fucking will. I deserve that. He's like, you loved and lost, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's fine. It's so good. And they're sitting there and I just love their friendship. And also 
good good on you, Lexi, that you're seeing them whisper to each other and come out of the elevator, like looking at each other the way that they do. Friendshiply, but also longingly. And she's, you know, we don't even get a scene where she's like, oh, what was that about? Well, was, yeah. who, who even is she? Who does she think yeah. she is? This is my man. I lunch together because we sleep together. Also, we did not talk about the Mark and Lexi scene in the beginning when he's like in the attic. Oh, yeah. When well, he's... <laughs> what that man like i truly like giggle when he is shirtless i that man is so attractive like it actually makes me giddy i he is like 40 years old and he looks so good it's it's great the guy he's got a he's got a good look smoking so the, the jeans are just sitting right on the hips and is just, he even wearing mm. underwear underneath who even knows oh I don't is he care. going commando is this balls know. getting caught in the zipper and then when he actually leaves he's got that leather jacket on and it's like mm, mark that's so good <laughs> and then he goes oh hey i was looking for you uh wanted to grab a drink and then derek's like oh it's 4 a.m and he's like oh you're, you're right, right. should have called bye <laughs> and derek just like does not question that at like just fully accepts that he's like wow what a weirdo yeah wow oh, typical best friend am i right yeah oh it's so funny yeah it's it's listen i will admit that uh marcus slowness is is an attractive man and I can say that because I felt like I was looking at a picture of myself when he was shirtless. <laughs> the laughter came a bit too instantaneously here. Wow. I recognize that that may have been a hurtful reaction. <laughs> but right. also, I don't feel that I can in good conscience apologize for it. <laughs> You can apologize for the rea- the reaction, but just know not that I'm not in good conscience because it would be a lie. I'm not sorry. Huh? That's that's all right, guys. Look, I know I packed down a couple pounds since having that's Marlo. That's not the um, point. That is not the point. I'm getting a lot of Disney PTSD from this conversation. <laughs> you can't wear pink. <laughs> No, no, I'm not allowed to wear the rainbow. It's not mine. Right, right, right. That's what it was. I'm glad that when I said that, you immediately understood. I that knew reference. exactly what. You, like, like I'm gonna forget a grudge, please. Oh goodness gracious! For the record, everyone, I do not look anything like Mark Sloan without a shirt. Okay, it's he's he's a that's a that's an Adonis of a man. Truly. Um. Okay. So Mark looks good in the attic. It's a great scene. Um. Okay. And then. It's with Mark and Lexi or Mark and Callie. Yeah, Chuck's stupid and I feel bad for his brother, but I love at the end when he's like, I'm an ass, aren't I? And his brother goes, Yeah, and you're short. And you're short. <laughs> Very funny. It is so true that, you know, even in a lot of relationships, there's there's the person who feels like they can't go to the other other one, and it's like I can't talk to my problems with you because your problems are always bigger than mine. Or and even if he, they're not, they're going to make them out that way. Right. Right. Yeah. But his like whole thing was like, oh, my, my wife left me, but like, I can't tell you 
because like, oh, he'd be like, well, at least you had a wife in the first place or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, that was almost the exact thing. I think he said, I, I had, when someone, someone broke up with me, I couldn't even come and tell you because you said, I don't even have a girlfriend and I'm short. And I'm short. (laughs) Yeah. I, the fact that they saved that man's legs, man, they're crazy. Those are, those are crazy good doctors. That Torres (laughs) walk tall, my friend. Truly. Uh, the smile, the smile on her face when she was like, yeah, yeah, I will. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Am I right? Yeah. Anyways. All right. So what else we got here? I feel like those were all the big storylines. Now it's just like any of the random notes that we, we have to go over here. Uh, oh, the Izzy, Izzy and Alex and Denny storyline. We got to talk about that a little bit still. And... Meredith and Christina's feud. <laughs> yeah. Which, also, nothing from George. Is George even a character that exists anymore? He gets like one line here and there. Yeah, what was he doing in this episode? Just like walking around. Literally. He was like, was he at the lunch table? No. I don't no. think he was. He, he, I think he was the one who goes... Is Meredith eating pot roast? Or something like that. Maybe. He gets like yeah. one line all episode. Yeah, he's like absent. Going through um, a okay. cold streak. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we need to talk about Izzy. We haven't really talked on Izzy's life. <laughs> um, she's like hyper... Um, Invested in the Meredith, Derek, Carolyn storyline. Denny is still there, obviously. Alex is in love with her and is like, I would never make you meet my mom. And then at the end, he's like, you want to meet my mom? And she's like, literally, yes, that's all I want. But you can't give that to me now, can you, Denny? And she, she... She breaks up with Denny. She breaks up with Denny. This is the end. We don't see Denny. I'm predicting officially we see no more of Denny ever again. Ever. Is that, is that your prediction? No. We're going to have one more episode. Because I don't know why. I got to tell you. That scene where he sits on the bed with Alex and says, mm-hmm. Alex, we got to talk. I, I actually like, got very emotional. Yeah. And I don't know if it's... I feel like I can relate everything or I can pinpoint my, my change in emotional stress levels to having a daughter. Right. But I'm trying to think of if I were to sit there and have that conversation with my daughter's future husband, or if I was a dead ghost and I came back to my daughter or something like, I don't know. It's just something about that scene where, um, they both love her. They both love her, and the ghost of knockoff Javier Bardem goes to Alex Karev and says, "We got to talk, dude, because this is like this is my girl, and you're you're yeah. taking over now." Yes. Is this the end of Denny? I shan't say. Dang it! Why are you so good at keeping to the whole premise of this podcast? <laughs> um, and. Yeah, I just wish, and this is the stupidest thing, literally in the entire world, I wish they had somehow edited it where when he sits on the bed, the bed doesn't actually move. Because he's yeah. not really there. 
it would have been nice if they had like something underneath where there's like a a support that they had built in and Alex is like down. You see him mm-hmm. get onto the bed. And then yeah, Denny sits down there and it doesn't move. That'd have been that'd have been really dope. It's like and it, that so doesn't matter, but that's like in my mind. I'm like that would I cool. thought the same exact thing. It matters very much. Do not ever discredit yourself in what <laughs> does and doesn't matter. Thank you so much. Um so yeah, um what do you have a thought on what it was that he wanted to talk to Alex about? Just like I'm I'm dead so I can't give her this, so like you give her this. We're going to find out next episode when he's back. Okay, so what do you th- what were your thoughts when she broke up with him? No, I actually assume that this is the last time we're seeing Denny is what I was gathering. Um this this to me was, seemed like the end of the end of the line uh bucky and uh that's that's where i figured it was going but if we're led to believe that there's a conversation that's actually going to happen that doesn't that we don't see i would imagine it's something along the lines of you you're you're going to be able to give her everything that i couldn't mm-hmm. everything that i wanted to but if we he is back next episode we're going to see something like that and uh I hope it's tearful and I hope it's beautiful. And uh, I hope that they're able to write a way where Alex breaks the fourth wall and knows that something big is happening without it being cheesy or cliche. Mm-hmm. Like the way we got Denny and Izzy touching shoulders. Right. I hope that there's something like that with Denny talking to Alex about Izzy. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Anything short of that, and I'm not going to watch the show anymore. Okay. Love that for you. You also said that if, um, if the Meredith and Christina storyline wasn't resolved by this episode, you wouldn't watch the show anymore. It, it was resolved. She said that looks, that ponytail looks ridiculous. It's resolved. They're friends again. Oh, okay. Yeah. She broke the silence. She did break the silence, and the ponytail was ridiculous. The thing that I really like about that is it showed Christina was the bigger person because we go back to Meredith and that whole Sadie conversation of like, can you imagine that she had a point? Like, can you at least understand that there was something that was coming from where Christina was hurting and Meredith refused to. And Christina still was the one who broke the silence. Right. So good on you, Christina. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that we're missing. I feel like there is. I feel like we didn't actually talk that much about Derek's mom, but we did. We got her and Mark, her and Owen, her and Meredith, her and Lexi. Her and Mark multiple times. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything with murder guy? Are there any random thoughts about William or bad luck, Chuck? Jackson Prescott. Callie. Oh, the scene where they're sitting there and they are, they're working on Chuck and she's like talking about the pain and pleasure and stuff like that. And she almost talks about how, Oh yeah. Like when you're fucking and you know, he goes, it doesn't feel bad when I'm doing it. And if you weren't so scared, so weren't feeling so scared of getting burned, you'd feel the same. It's like, go do your thing. Calliope. 
that's all I got though. I think those are the only notes that I had that I wanted to make sure I talked about. So should we rate it and then do predictions? Yes, but you rate it first. I think this is going to be a 4.9. Same. I like want it to be a five, but it's just not. There's no resolution. Yeah. I think it's the same thing where we're still in kind of um, the middle of some stories. So it's, it's again, it's kind of hard to give it a true like rating. I wanted it to be a five so bad when I, when I was, I tell you I was sitting at work and the title card comes on after the dude, three donks is doink and i'm mm-hmm. i'm like sitting there and i see the title card and i go i had to slam my computer shut because i was like, i will i need to stop i would watch <laughs> i would keep watching this is too crazy i wanted to give it a five five right on the spot there i wanted to write down yeah. five and i i had to force myself to sit in it because it's 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 not resolute mm-hmm. and i want i want denny to get if they finally give him his actual true send off, I want him to get it and I want him to be done and never look back and never come back. Right. Until we realize that Izzy's actually been dead this whole time and he's just bringing her into the after the life and into the afterlife. So, okay. Yeah. That's all I got. That's 4.9 though. What about you? What, for like, what reason? Um, I just like, there are so many scenes. There are so many scenes in this episode that really are a five, like the Owen in the shower scene, the Derek and his mom scene. Um, it's just like, it's so good. Um, and like, you can see there's just so many layers to like every storyline that are going on. And I really like learning more about characters. Like we're learning more about Mark's backstory and his relationship with Derek. Like he says, like, she basically raised me. We're learning more about, um, Derek and his mom and their backstory with the dad. Um, just like learning more and more about everybody and, and the way that like Meredith is, sees the world, you know, with the whole thing with William versus the way that like Derek and Christina see it. And I just really appreciate that. And like, you know, at the beginning of the episode, Alex is like, I would never make you meet my mom. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, do you want to come meet my mom? And that's like a huge deal for him. Like, and I think that's, you know, a lot of that is attributed to Arizona being like, you have to make plans. Like that's, you have to move forward. Like, otherwise, like, what's the point? Um, so yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, if I was, if I was to rank so far, like in memory, like I think, I think the the Owen scene in the shower is going to become a core Gray's memory for me. Yeah. It's yeah. just so, it's so good. It's so well-written. The delivery is perfect and you don't mm-hmm. see that end coming. Yeah. Because it's his, he says, I got it. I got my best surgery. I got it. Yeah. He wrote me a letter that I saved his life. And they could have stopped there. They could have yeah. stopped there. And they said, no, 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 no. We're going to rip your heart out and we're going to stomp on it. Yeah. So what can I predict for you, my dear friend? Um. Something with Derek and Meredith. I mean, his mom gave him a ring. I feel like we glossed over that. His mom gave him a ring. Gave him a ring for Meredith. To propose propose to her. So what do you think will happen? Derek's going to propose and she's going to say no. And then he's going to leave the show. 
Oh, okay. Next episode. Yeah. By next episode. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. I, I do think, I don't know. I really hope that Derek and Meredith just get married and that's it. Because I, I'll tell you what, if they break up again, I'm done with the will they, won't they. Whatever, whatever state they're in needs to be the same state forever. That's it. Yeah. Um, okay. Izzy and Alex and Denny. I don't, I don't know what's actually happening. I told you what I want out of that storyline, but I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to, you never watched suits, right? You didn't watch all of suits. Mm -hmm. So anyone out here who's watching suits is going to remember this, this, but there's an episode where do I want to spoil it? Are we going to watch suits together? Is this what we're going to do next? No, you said we're doing psych next. Okay, psych then suits, then burn notice. <laughs> and then Gilmore Girls. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, with all those things I just said. There's an episode where Harvey, Lewis, and Mike all go on a road trip because Lewis finds out about Mike's secret. It gave, I want an episode like that where Alex and Izzy go to meet his mom. That's what I want to see. I want to see okay. a very intense episode in Iowa. <laughs> in Iowa. Um, what else? Christina and Owen. I don't have a prediction yet. I think that okay. the last scene we see them in is too intense for me to truly gauge what direction they're going. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, um, Jackson. Jackson's going to live, but it looks like He's going to be living with a serial killer's organs inside of him? Question mark. That's my prediction is the the donks did his doink in and Jackson gets to reap all of the benefit of that. And he's going to have murder organs inside of him and Jackson will live. We'll get a happy story from Jackson. Yeah. So you think that William dies william's gonna give me just a make an official prediction on what happened like obviously okay here's the the t is william's gonna die either way yeah because he's on death row so which way are you saying he's going to die he's gonna die with going brain dead and he's gonna have the organs donate and they're gonna take it okay and they're gonna save jackson everything that they're currently leading you to believe right now is going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. That's what I got. I don't think I have any other prediction questions. Wonderful. Well then let's go ahead and sign us off for the evening. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate your support. Please continue to share us with your friends and family. Um, Carmen has to watch, what did I say? 22 episodes of private practice in like, like three weeks, three and a half seasons before no, some shit happens. Just, 
One season one is only nine episodes and we've already watched the first one. And then you have to get to the 15th episode of the second season. Yeah, that's just a so, lot. But make sure you tune fine. into Patreon because we'll have the recaps yeah, there. He's we've got to just like watch them and take lots of notes and just crank them out. Um, cause, and then, so those will be going up on Patreon eventually. Um, no set schedule on that yet. We just know that he has to watch all of those episodes before we get to the crossover. Um, so eventually they'll be there. Um, and yeah, so you could take the time to share us with friends, family, share us on socials, tag us on socials when you're listening. Um, tell us where you're listening. You know, are you listening in your car? Are you listening on a bus, on a train, on a plane, commutes while you're doing your homework, while you're studying? What are you doing? Where, where are you listening? I want like a be real of like someone standing like in Times Square, but also like their screenshot of their phone is like them listening to our podcast. <laughs> Something also are you listening and listening to our podcast? <laughs> are you Mount Rainier or on the Space Needle or at Seattle Grace? Cool. Also cool. Um Okay. Thank you guys so much. Um rate us, review us, follow us on all the things. Email me if you have thoughts, feelings, corrections, notes, emotions. I'll talk about it. Whatever. Um and if you see Carmen walking down the street, remember no spoilies. Don't you do it. Don't you think about it. We're counting down to 100 episodes of no spoilies, and we will see you all in the next one.